Hello, figure fans. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Action Figure Weekly. It's been a uh, been a fun week or so. So uh, I got to face. Well, okay. I guess let me introduce myself. Yeah, I'm Jerry yourself. Jerry Damage Cook, former MEWF Heavyweight Champion, current uh, spoiler alert, current. 24-7 MEWF champion. Spoilers. That's right. Because, you know, when you're a champ, you got to be a champ all the time. You can't can't be like that chump D-Freedom and never defend your belt. What kind of Brock Lesnar schedule does he have? You got to yeah, be, uh, gotta be a... I don't think I've seen that guy f- in six months. I see. Last time I saw he was rubbing uh, elbows with Johnny Gargano at Toy Hio. That's the last thing I saw of him. So. But, yeah. But, anyways, I'm Jerry sure Damage it. Cook, one of your hosts. Joining me, as always, is the award-winning Deathmatch Brewmaster, Dylan Housen. Dylan Gilbert, how you doing, sir? I'm, uh, man, I'm doing good. I went and, went and got a haircut today at this very nice salon in Baton Rouge because I've got these beautiful, long, flowing locks that most of the women in the salon are jealous of. Uh, and I sat and talked wrestling with my uh, the, the lady that cuts my hair because she is also a diehard wrestling fan. How so oozy it was. She? What's that? Is she very oozy? She's the appropriate level of oozy. Mm. I think we both fall in the same camp of oosiness where it's like Sami Zayn is the the one true member of the bloodline, and everybody else is you know is there. But um, but you know it was it's it's kind of funny because I walk into this very nice salon, and it's very much not for somebody that looks like me. Uh, wearing my John Moxley Resurgence of Violence T-shirt, and uh, the lady says, "You must be Dylan. You're the only uh, the only male name we have on here." And I said, "Yep, that would be me." And so then I proceeded to have all these women have to sit and listen to us talk about the uh, the finer points of the great sport of professional wrestling for the better part of an hour. It was great. You'll never know where you'll find another wrestling fan. You don't. Very very true. So yeah. So. You know, um, fantasy football this week. <laughs> um, I'm going to bring it up. Thought I had a free win. Uh, played some dumpster fire team, and that is Dylan's dumpster fire trademark 2022. It did I, uh, not go well for me this week. So, well, my I was first not in the league, well. and now I'm second in the league. So, I'm still way ahead of. I think I could take the rest of the season off and probably still win the division. Hey, I'm still second um, from the playoffs, still second from the bottom. But you know, we'll just have to see how it goes. But uh, if I'd have, if I'd have picked Christian McCaffrey, man, if I just would have picked Christian McCaffrey and not Jonathan Taylor, I picked Jonathan Taylor because I was like, the Colts are going to have Matt Ryan at quarterback. They're not going to be passing the ball. They're going to rely on the run game. And boy, was I wrong because they're just lofting up, you know, half-assed passes and not hitting Jonathan Taylor. He also apparently hasn't missed a game since like middle until he's lost three you know lost out on playing in three games this season i should have picked cmc christian mccaffrey i'm sorry i love you he does not accept your apology no he doesn't and he shouldn't because that was you know this is gonna be like the episode of league you're gonna run into him and be like man i'm sorry i didn't pick you and he's gonna be like what's wrong with you why don't you pick me you know like I, you know, I did really think that there was going to be a situation in when I was in Arizona where I was going to have that situation with like Greg Dorch, where it's just going to be like, 
Hey man, I picked you up in fantasy. Oh, well, I help, uh, hope I, I won you a week. No, no, no. I got the one week you busted. I've been cursing your name for weeks. And then, you know, I slip and get my, get a black guy running away from him like Ruxin. Fantasy football giveth and it taketh away. I'm just glad we have a, a fun little group that talks a little trash in the, uh, in the DMs. Oh yeah. 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 It's fun. It's, it's more fun when you're losing to people, you know. You know, uh, and I'd like to say I'd uh, see you in, in the playoffs, but uh, that won't happen. So I'm not making the playoffs without so, a ticket. <laughs> I'll I'll leave you some. Uh, just go up under Reba McIntyre at Will Call, and they'll be under your name. Yeah, yeah. So, that's the Ted Lasso joke, in case anybody next to me. Oh, so, man. After Rory can't retire, they left tickets under uh, – he had to go to the Will Call window, and he's like, I'm Rory Kent. I've got some tickets here. That's my best uh, English impersonation. <laughs> and, and they're like, well, sorry, we don't have any tickets for you, Roy. He's like, check out the name Reba McIntyre. <laughs> and they were like, oh, here you go. <laughs> so it's, it's the perfect level of ridiculous. I like it. Which apparently like Reba McIntyre actually is a fan of that show and was watching it. And they were like, and then they say her name. She's like, oh, well, that's funny. Like, you know. <laughs> I always love when the celebrity that like even in that case it's not even really just making fun of it, but like anytime the celebrity is like in the joke and the celebrity finds it funny, I just respect them that much more. Yeah, I don't, you know, it'd like, been like when when uh when Matt Damon was, you know, they did the whole Team America thing and all the puppets came through, and then they had the one that of Matt Damon come through and it looked like it was mentally challenged, so they just had him go Matt Damon. And Matt Damon saw it, thought it was hilarious, and even went as far as to say that those two guys are geniuses. I'm like, man, that's that's how you earn all of my respect. Somebody makes a joke at your expense, and you go, damn, that was a good one. I don't Aces. always agree with their... I'm not even like, I mean, you know, that um, political per se and stuff, but I, I think sometimes they might have a bit uh, too extreme of an opinion one way or the other, but but as far as like just being able to create content and be edgy and be on the top of everything, I mean, to constantly be making content that is, I mean, and to have so done it for fresh. this long, to well, be okay. so fresh. They do. They record the whole the whole show. I mean, it's, it's literally six days to air. They are storyboarding and and recording like right up until air date, so that they can be on the cutting edge of. Okay, and so that's impressive. So the 2000 election. You were like six months old, but uh, <laughs> I was six years old. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, so the 2000 election, uh, it was kind of, I mean, you know, this past election and stuff, I mean, not to get into to that or anything like that, but, you know, there was some, um, you know, it was a close election to call. So, you know. When it was, it was close, but it was the, contentious. Yes. It, yeah. Very contentious. And so the. 2000 election it wasn't it didn't have the hatredness uh you know for it but it was actually very very close and you know there actually it came down to <laughs> depending on how you you know think that recount in florida went i mean who knows who actually won that election right um and we'll never know that you know but uh so they're in the middle of that you know recount and stuff in florida and they have a episode making fun of the recount going on while it's happening. 
how top, I mean, like, not like, you know, six months down the road, they had one and you're like, oh, that's funny. No, current news, <laughs> not decided yet, like still counting the hanging Chad ballots and everything like that. Well, and they have an episode like making fun of it as it's happening. And when they, they did, did the that, whole, I was uh, like, okay, 2008 man. election, they did something similar where they had two episodes written. And it was just like, we're going to have both episodes written and ready. And as soon as we get confirmation one way or another, we will we'll fire one out. And it basically came down to like they all the animation was was similar. And they had everything ready and they they found out who won the election and bam on it. And the next day, I mean, like this, they found out late Tuesday night, Wednesday night. The show is immediately responding to the results of that election. It's just beyond impressive. It is. And to have done it for this long of a time period and stuff, too. I mean, they've been doing it for. When did I first watch? Uh, First saw it in 98. It's yeah, 98. Five years, 26 years. Yeah, I want to say 98 would have been the. Uh, first time I saw it, I think so. Let me let me let me check it on the uh, on the Wikipedia, which, as we all know, the best way to get information because anyone can edit it, so you're always getting the cutting edge of information. Shout out Ross Twiddell. I've watched a few cultaholic videos in my day. Uh, the show aired for the first time. Let's see, let's see, let's see. August thirteenth of nineteen ninety seven. Was the original release? Yeah, so ninety eight would have been the first time because Comedy Central was a um, kind of a newer thing, and I didn't get it, um, but somebody that I knew in high school did. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they would videotape it, uh, VCR back on a VCR, and then we had this uh, class called Media, where we would produce like a little like you know weekly news uh, TV show for. for the school, you know, it would pay on like the little school channel that had, and you know, like we would also do like other little stupid shows and stuff like that, you know, and basically they just let us go in there. And as long as we did the weekly news show that they wanted to do, we could do whatever else, and, you know, play it and who cared, you know, nobody gave a shit. Yeah. So, but the media room um, was like on the opposite hallway from our regular classroom. And so we would be like, all right, we're going to go down the media room and we would just shut the door and then we, we'd watch movies and, you know, like every week they would bring in South Park and we watch that and stuff. I mean, so uh, first time I saw Pulp Fiction was there. And then, oh, man, what a classic. So, you know, uh, yeah, so I've got fond memories of that, you know, just going down there to like goof off. And what's funny is like for some reason they let me take that class twice. I didn't fail it. I mean, I got an A both times, but uh, which then, you know, my first run at college, that's what I wanted to do was go into to broadcasting and stuff. And then I realized that that was not a very lucrative career. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, so I did not finish that degree. I got, I could probably within like a, another two semesters, I think I'm, I could have that degree finished up if I wanted to, but I uh, do not want to do that. So. Well, before <clears throat> we, we leap off of South park, one last little like fun South park story. The first time I remember watching South Park, and I just looked it up and confirmed, 2001. Uh, So at this point, I am maybe in the first grade. I was born in 92. No, it was a little further back. So, or a little further forward in time. 
But, I was uh, a junior still, in college, for the record. So. so I was born in 92, so it had me being about eight or nine, uh, de- depending on the month. And I remember my grandmother, we had basically like a built-on apartment off of our house because she just started, you know, she started getting too old to, to just be on her own. So we brought her to stay with us. We built like a little mother-in-law suite off the back of the house. And I would just go stay with her. And I remember her letting me, the, the two things she let me watch that I think define a quarter of who I am today is professional wrestling in South Park. Me and her would sit and watch Raw and SmackDown. And uh, my parents didn't want me watching either. Uh, she, she would watch Raw and SmackDown with me. We'd watch WCW, we'd watch anything that came on TV. Because uh, my grandfather, who passed well before I was in the picture, uh, used to love like the old wrestling, uh, you know, back in the, back in the 50s 60s he used to just you know used to mm-hmm. love it so she was getting that little like oh it's that little piece of him and then it was a moment for us to bond together so i i would not be sitting here doing this had she not let me watch you know wrestling in south park here we are the two um, things i watch weekly that's very cool that's a glimpse into my little history uh currently i'm now mad at betty watt so uh-oh. Uh, Betty Watt is my standard poodle, by the way. Uh, and apparently, she at some point has gotten a hold of my Kevin Owens figure because his head is all chewed up. So, Oh, not I didn't Kevin know Owens. It. I don't know it until I just literally like saw him da- laying there in the box, and I picked him up, and his head is all chewed up. So I was like, what the fuck? Oh. So, I don't know when she did that. Anybody I don't see anybody else that she's gotten, though. Like, how the hell did she, like, he was in the box, like. You're a sneaky dog. Sneaky, sneaky dog. Sneaky dog. Oh, Plus, she now she's at the top she of my shit else. list because Kevin Owens is one of my favorite wrestlers. How can well, she do Well, that's like this? This, maybe his best figure. It's the the new one, the Stun the World t-shirt. Yes. Um, I think that's probably... It's it's that. And then I'm I'm still partial to the uh, to the original NXT basic with the, like the duct tape shirt. Yeah, so I don't know if she... like <laughs> She just got his head, though, so like... I mean, I guess I could get like another head. I mean, I'm sure I've got other Kevin Owens. Oh, look, I, I've actually got one that I'm going to use to make a um, Ricky Shane Page custom. So when I pop the head, I'll just send it to you. That'll work. Because I just need to head, head swap on there and it'll be fine. Because she didn't touch the body on it somehow. So she just must have like had the, but his head's all chewed up. So I just need to pull Damn the trigger dog. and make my, uh, my RSP custom well, and I'll send you that KO head. See if you can see it. Yeah. Oh, she got him in the hairline. Yeah. Where it's the real, it's noticeable. Not like if she just had gotten like right here on the forehead or something, I'd be like, oh, he's got a cool scar now. But yeah, you just take a little red marker and make it a bloody KO, and it's perfect. Yeah, but no. So, all right. Well, I've, I've got one or two or 20 Kevin Owens figures here, so I'll, I'll send you ahead. Yeah. No I might have another one here somewhere, too. I don't know. Oh, well. So, uh, one topic I think we wanted to touch on this week. Um, actually, before we get into the. the uh, which which order we want to do this? Do we want to do the the topical negativity stuff, or do we want to do my new collection? Which one do you want to do first? So I I say let's let's do the new collection first because okay. I just think that that's I this is going to be a rare moment of me being like overly positive. I think it's such a cool idea that I'm interested to talk about it. The other stuff I okay. we, we always have a negative topic, but this one's a really positive, fun topic. I'd like to get into. Yeah. All right. So. 
ever since I went to Disney uh, with my family about two months ago, a little over two months ago, when I was down there, I really wanted to try to get some kind of Funko Pop there. And I figured, you know, they would have some kind of park exclusive stuff. And they do have those from time to time, um, but they don't have them all the time. And when they do have them, you have to be there from what I've read and stuff, kind of research. Like you need to be there early in the month to get them because once they sell out, they're gone. And as you can imagine, uh, Disney Park exclusive Funko Pops are quite popular. <laughs> so They are the cash cow. Yeah. So, uh, the, yeah some of them are big money ones. Uh, some of them are not. But, you know, it just kind of depends on what it, who, what character it is and stuff. But Oh, it's all big uh, money for Disney. I mean, but you yeah, know, so, resale nonwithstanding. It's always a cash cow for Disney. So uh, I did search the park for any kind of Funko Pop and stuff. And I found some random, like, pokemon anime one uh over in epcot and then uh, in disney in the actual like magic kingdom uh, i did find some of the new buzz lightyear movie ones um and if it'd been actual like the buzz lightyear like in his you know like actual like kind of the iconic suit for buzz i probably would have got that one uh, but it was all in the other orange suit and stuff and i was like eh, that's just not what i'm you know, I, I'm not trying to get a Funko Pop just to like have one. You yeah. Know? Like I, I, I want specific stuff. You know, like that's my. I'm <laughs> as you look behind me, I have a a bunch of Funko Pops, but they're very specific ones. Yeah. Um, and I try to be very targeted because if you, that's the way to maintain this kind of collection. Otherwise, it just gets out of control like so easy. It uh, sure does. A, you know, before the fire, I had probably over three. I'm not. Oh, I'm not. Probably I did have over 300 uh, Funko Pops beforehand. So, you know, and it's a lot of like, oh, that one looks cool. That one looks cool. That one looks cool. And next thing you know, you have like, you know, a huge wall of them and stuff like that. You know, so it's just kind of a whenever I started after the fire, I was like, OK, I want to get some again. It's like, but I need to be conscious of that. And before I buy anyone my you know thought process now is like you know okay let me think about it you know is that one that i really need you know and, um, and i still do make some mistakes <laughs> you know <laughs> where i'll get one and but later on I'll be like why the fuck did i get that but <laughs> hush betty i feel like yeah. if you're you're not a true collector if you don't have those why the fuck did i buy this yeah because you get into those moments where it's like oh man this is really cool and you put it in your cart and you pay, you pay for it by the time you get it home half the time it's like why did i buy that one so um, so I've been trying to think though, like, what do I want to do? What's she barking at Betty? What's barking at something here? Come here, Betty. Betty, what? Come here. Oh, it sounds like there's a dog outside barking or something. That's what she hears. She's got a weird pro- look. She's yeah, got to protect this house because she is the big dog. She is a pretty big dog. So she's not as, I've got two standard poodles. Hmm. Um, and she is six months old and every bit as big as my other senior poodle. So, oh yeah, so you're gonna have a la- you're gonna have a she's uh, going to be a massive dog, a saddle on her at some point. So, but anyways, um, that's enough Betty White talk. <laughs> so talking white. So I've been kind of since then and stuff. You know, I was like, well, I was like, I'd like to get a couple of Disney pops and stuff. But I was like, well, how do I want to do it and things and, um, you know, you, you just type. There's a Funko app where they have every single product they ever make and you can search through everything, mm-hmm. uh, which is anytime you're looking for anything Funko, that is such a handy 
database to have access to. Yeah, it is. So, you know, I've kind of liked, I was like, until I have a direction that I want to go with this and stuff, man, like I'm not even going to like, you know, you really kind of look at it because it can be just so overwhelming. Right. And the prices on that, some, some of those are uh, astronomical in price. So, you know, it's like, you really kind of need to like fine tune what I'm going to do. And I think I finally figured it out. So they have made a, I think they made one for the 50th anniversary of the, of the castle. Um, so they made a regular version that has like Walt Disney with it. And then it's the Cinderella's castle, you know, the iconic castle when you first walk into Magic Kingdom and stuff. And, you know, which is the logo and all that, you know, right. the castle. So, so, um, we have that with Walt and then there's one where they made a 50th anniversary edition, uh, with Mickey and the, and the 50th anniversary stuff is just like a, uh, n- nice looking, you know, kind of like a cool colored tuxedo and stuff like that for, uh, I mean, I think it's like six or seven characters, maybe, maybe eight characters, seven or eight, I think. Um, somebody, I'm just trying to spit ball off the top of my head. I know it's like the main characters, um, you know, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, uh, Daisy, Goofy, Chipping Down Pluto. So I guess it is eight, yeah. Um, and so they made a 50th anniversary one with Mickey in that tuxedo and stuff. And I was like, oh, it's like, well, that's the, one of the ones I'm definitely going to get. And then yeah. as I started kind of looking around a little bit more, I've noticed that they make some ride ones. You know, like there's a Space Mountain one and stuff like that. And so I was like, man, you know what? It's like if you had the Magic, the Castle, and then you have Space Mountain, and you get a couple of the other ones, you kind of have your own little Magic Kingdom, you know, your own little Disney World out here. So so that's what we're going to do. Um, I may still get a couple other, you know, character Funko Pops and stuff like that, you know, like the standard size ones uh, to have down here. You know, like I definitely want, probably want just like a standard Mickey. Uh, probably actually do the um, Fantasia Mickey. Hmm. You know, with the it's the Sorcerer hat and stuff, that's probably what I'll get because, you know, that, it's pretty iconic. Um, and then maybe a stitch or something, you know, other kind of character, but, but yeah, so that's my new thing is, uh, I kind of went through earlier on the Funko app and there's not as many as I would have thought for the rides. Um, and there's definitely, I just, you know, kind of like earmarked every single one that I saw. Um, so I can go through and definitely cut that down pretty good. We're probably have, let's say four or five, you know, different rides. Yeah. And then kind of, you know, as they release other stuff in the future, kind of maybe keep an eye out for it. But I just, I think that's just such a cool idea. It's going to be cool down here, you know, once I get that. Which hopefully, I'm kind of looking around my office and stuff. I need to work on it some more. I'm sitting here plotting the same thing. I'm looking around like, okay, I need to kind of condense some of this stuff, move some of this, display this here. Yeah, so it's a... I need to really get to work on this. It's probably, I think I'm going to work from home one day this week. And part of while I'm working from home will be to kind of tackle my office a little bit more, you know, because uh, it's work related. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, mainly I, just, I need to clear my desk off here in front of me where like you're looking uh, hmm. because the monitor, I got a, a monitor from work actually, which is a much improved monitor. So when I'm actually working from home, it'll be more productive. So, I deal with there a lot of go. spreadsheets and stuff, so I need to have I do need to have more space on a big monitor uh, to actually be able to access all that. So, 
Cook 316 says, do your taxes. That's right. Which all mine were done well before yesterday. So I was the 31st. It was, it's always been, a, it was a hellacious two weeks trying to get all that stuff uh, done and everything. I'm glad I did. So. Man, I, I, I love that idea of making like the little mini Disney World. I, when you sent that into our, our, you know, our little Facebook chat, I was like, that's, damn, dude, that's a great idea. I, I did something kind of similar where uh-huh. the, at one point I was pretty certain that I was going to go into music production. And so I had my desk set up with, I had, you know, my little, uh, two channel interface i had desktop amps my desk was just all music gear but i got Mm -hmm. pops of as many of my favorite musicians as i could so i had you know i had prince i had Jimi hendrix i had lemmy i had robert trujillo from metallica i had uh mark hoppus i had travis barker it's just all musicians around so that was kind of that like inspiration piece kind of like when I was when I was struggling, I was like, "All right, think of think of the guys who did it before." And so, like, yeah, I just had, you know, all of the musicians that I looked up to, kind of wrapped around. So I think, like, when you can take your your collection and have it mean something more, give you that little slice of like taking that slice of Disney home or something like that. I think that's, I think that's what this is really all about. And now that we've talked about how wonderful collecting can be, let's uh let's delve into our negative topic for the week. All right. Take, so let me take a long sip of my beverage before this one. Oof. So I'll go ahead and set it up. So fire it off. <laughs> um so this week, uh Forbidden Figurines, which in case anybody doesn't know who that is, uh, they make custom belts for figures. Uh they're kind of three D printed on like I don't think it's actual leather, it's kinda of like fox leather or whatever. Faux yeah. leather, fake leather. Faux leather. Um, and I've got a couple. I've got one on my Zack Ryder, wherever he is. He's put up somewhere when I took down my shelf and stuff earlier. Or not earlier, but uh, before. So it's not displayed right now. But I had one, the internet one on my Zack Ryder. And I've got the uh, FWF heavyweight title sitting right here, too, that she made. And they're both just really, really well done. Uh, and she probably, if you're looking for you know that kind of accessory for your uh, figures and stuff probably was the premier belt maker, I would say. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So just for for quality alone. I mean, the, yes. the you know my knock was always the pricing, but when you saw the belt, you couldn't really be upset about the pricing with how good it looked. Yeah, it was really well made. And so the price was a little bit. You know, they were thirty five to forty dollars. Um, quit sniffing that. She was she was actually looking at KO again. So she's ready for round two. What are you looking at me like that? What KO do to you? He's trying to save Sami Zayn. How dare you? She's she's a big <laughs> fan of the baby faces. She does not like is that. What it is? Okay. You like Sammy? Give her Sammy. See if she's feeling oozy. I do have a Sammy somewhere. I don't know. Anyway, uh, anyways, that's off the track. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, but, you know, they are time-consuming for her to make and stuff, and it is one person uh, making all those and a very popular thing like that that's well-made and everybody wants. Uh, she did sell a lot, but then, you know, because they are time-consuming to produce, 
uh, very easy to, you know, get behind on. And so there were delays with shipping while she went to produce stuff that had sold. And as you can imagine, uh, we've covered this before where people are impatient. So I'm sure that she got some, you know, rude messages from that. Uh, and then, you know, I, I'm the same way where if you respond rudely to me asking for something, I'm just not going to talk to you because I don't want to fucking deal with that. And so she was the same way, uh, would not respond to people, which then leads to that, <laughs> you know, if you are, I'm just one dude on the internet. Uh, she actually is running a business, <laughs> you know, so right. that is poor customer service. And then the longer you go without hearing anything and stuff like that, and there are delays, you, just, you know, because uh, production is costly and timely, you know, it does lead to one and it snowballs. And then I, I would say also a factor is probably that it is a woman that they know they're dealing with that some people felt emboldened to probably say some pretty nasty things that they would not have said otherwise. And you couple the negativity uh, with, you know, people and the stuff that she was getting and she decided, you know what, this is just not worth it anymore. And so she's closing up shop. So uh, the ones that are out there, and I think she said she's going to finish all outstanding orders, uh, but not take any new ones. Because if she took new ones, I was going to try to slide in and, you know, like, yeah, go, I can go wait. Can. I, uh, I can wait. And I would prefer to get a couple from her. But, um, Put that in the order notes. <laughs> yeah. Not sarcastic. I can wait. Take your time. <laughs> yeah. I'm patient. I can wait. I've waited five years for an order before. I can, I can do it again. So, um, you know, so there's a couple different takes on this. And I saw people saying basically like, you know, she's a, a failed business and, you know, like it's all her fault. And I saw other people sticking up for her saying, well, if people weren't shitty to her, maybe she would have kept on going. And I think it's, it's like everything. It's not one or the other. I think it is a mixture of both, you know. Yeah, it's a little she column running, A, a little column B. She is running a business. And part of that is, you know, responding to customers and stuff. I mean, especially after you've accepted the payments for all of, you know, like a a batch of belts or something like that that you're working on. So, you well, know, I, that I is mean, part of it. But I don't I, blame her. Like I said, I'm the same way. You know, if somebody responds to me kind of shitty and stuff, I, you know, the last thing I want to do is interact with that person because, you know, fuck that. But at the I mean, same point, I, if you're running in, a business in customer service, like my, my job as, as running a retail store is customer service. And I can tell you, there's some people that if, if I walked out of the shop and locked the doors and backed them, backed over them with my car, I might smile, but you have to like, there, there is a degree of putting the, you know, putting on the customer service smile and yes, sir. No, sir. I'm so sorry. I, we apologize for the inconvenience and it sucks. I'll be the first to admit it sucks. And there's some people that are just dickheads, but at the end of the day, they gave you money for a product. And so I'm not going to say like, Oh, it's a hundred percent because those people were dickheads. I look, the people gave her money for a product. It took longer than they expected. And were some people dickheads about it? Of course. But at the end of the day, you know, she will, I don't think she was ready for the business to grow as quickly as it did. I think that's a biggie. That business took off way quicker than she thought. And I, I think when she did like the belts for, you know, she did like the major pod belts. She did the GCW title, she did stuff like that, which is a great business opportunity. But when it's one person hand making these just highly detailed things, it is 
very easy for that to back up quickly. And then when you've got a bunch of people that are really excited about this thing, it's very easy for that excitement to turn to frustration, to turn to anger. Mm-hmm. So I just think the whole thing was kind of like this, this perfect storm, you know, like we, like you said earlier, it was never a black or white issue. It, it he, was her customer service shitty. Yeah, probably were people assholes to her. Yeah, probably. And it's both of those things can be true that they, and they can both be the reason that she walked away. Yeah. I mean, and you know, so it's, you know, um, like I said, I think her product, there are some other really good ones out there that uh, people have shown me. Um, and I'm going to try a couple of them and kind of compare, you know, uh, just kind of see how they are. But, you know, I do think it's a, a catch 22. Like I said, on one hand, she is running a business and, you know, customer service is part of that. Um, the other hand, though, you know, she is one person trying to make all the belts and get the orders out and stuff. And, you know, there are a certain number of hours that she can devote to that every day. So, do you want to spend, you know, your two hours for the day on trying to get orders processed, you know, created and processed and out the door? Or do you want to spend two hours responding to people being bitchy and, you know, saying really uh, uncalled for and vulgar things to you, you know? And so I don't blame her for focusing her energy on the creating the belts and getting the orders out. But at the same point, you know, it's kind of a, a snowball effect. And once you start, you know, <laughs> down that path and you start, you know, not responding to people, um, it just creates a bigger, bigger avalanche and stuff until eventually it just kind of, you know, caved in on her. So, yeah, I mean, so, when, when you aren't responding to people and they are starting to already get frustrated and they've got money tied up in this thing and it just, it snowballs when, when, when you put money in, in any situation, when you get money involved, people tend to be a little bit less understanding. And, uh, you know, I, for years when you ordered custom belts online, it was either the like glossy printer paper on a piece of foam, or it was mm-hmm. something where like, I've gotten some from a few different people on Etsy where it's like a faux leather. And then it's just like a plastic piece with the, with the graphic printed on the front of it. And, you know, kind of always wondered why there was not somebody producing belts of that caliber. And apparently it's just because it's so time intensive. It's so much of a pain in the ass. It's not like well, there's yeah, 15 she's people a... making belts. It's one person trying to fulfill like with the, the stuff that was major pot adjacent, hundreds of people ordering these because we're all figure collectors. We want our, you know, our Matt Cardona figure to have that updated internet title, that updated GCW title that looks like the real thing. So you're getting, you know, kind of that perfect, again, perfect storm. Mm-hmm. She made something for niche collectors and we just happened to through the major pod and the, the Facebook group and stuff. We've collected a shitload of people of that niche and we've rallied them behind a couple guys. And when she did stuff for those few guys, just people show up. Say what you will about the, the major pod group and on Facebook and stuff, but they show up, man. When, when Matt and Brian and Mark have something that they feel strongly about, people show up for it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a And I made the community. point... I think I made the point to you earlier today when we were talking about this that, um, 
you know, she kind of reminds me of Threadhead a little bit. You know, Threadhead makes yeah. the custom, uh, uh, custom shirts for figures and stuff. And so I have been ordering from Threadhead. Um, God, I can't even remember when I first started ordering from him. It's been years ago. Um, well, it was whenever he first got started on Twitter and things before he was even really on Facebook or anything. And it was just the, the one guy that produced them and things um, and does the actual printing and things. It was just him by himself. And as you can imagine, you know, they make a... I have ordered a lot of t-shirts from people, from various people that make them. Uh, the best, hands down, is still threaded. That's the reason they yeah. don't mess around. I've tried a couple other ones just to kind of see the quality and stuff, and they don't. Uh, either the printing is off or, you know, whenever they iron it onto the shirt and stuff like that, it'll wear off over time. Um, but Threadhead, I don't think I've ever had that kind of issue. And there's the, the quality biggest that you get issue I've so. had with, with quality on those shirts is, is the, the Velcro on the back. That's another big issue. Some people yeah. either don't do the Velcro and you just kind of got like a reverse vest or like the Velcro is so small that it, it just, the back of the shirt is just flapping in the breeze. Mm-hmm. Threadhead really does a great job of making shirts that are on on par quality wise with the stuff Mattel puts on the figures. Yeah, like um, I've ordered so much from them that when we had the fire, um, and the reason I know numbers and stuff like that, you know, like I said earlier, I had over three hundred Funko Pops and stuff is because when you have a fire uh, and you're doing your insurance claim for it, you have to claim you count up everything and everything in your house you need to put on that claim uh if it's not on there it doesn't exist to the insurance company so you know like if uh this computer if i left it off well guess what it doesn't exist to them they're not gonna pay me for that computer as part of the claim so you know i had to count every single funko pop i had to count you know <laughs> every single wrestling figure i had every single uh you know shirt that i owned every single uh you know this many pencils you know i mean everything has in the house had to be documented so uh, but I had over 75 uh, T-shirts from Threadhead <laughs> that I listed as an item claimed on the the insurance claim. So, you know, because there has a value there. I mean, so anything with sure. a value, you have to claim. So, um, so I mean, I had over 75 shirts from them and stuff, which goes to show you, you know, the reason I kept going back to them is because they were hands down just, you know, the, the best um, that I found. So, but it was the one guy um, creating them. And I, do, I do his name, didn't know his name, but I'm just going to say it. Because uh, I don't think his his name's not really out there that much, but right. So um, it was him by himself, and he kind of had was getting overwhelmed and stuff. And his orders were kind. It was a really similar situation, kind of where, where Forbidden Figurines was in, uh, where I would get orders that I'd place with him, but they just took a long time, you know. And I'm a patient guy though, so I'm fine. But there were other people who, um, obviously, we know, you know, if you're a day late, you know, they are on you thinking oh, that you yeah. want to scam them. So you can imagine like how white on rice. Uh, but he did have a, a business partner step in and help and they partnered up. And ever since then, where he has been maintaining, you know, you have the one guy who produces the, the item and ships it out and you have the other guy who maintains the business aspect of it. Uh, and man, they have worked together as a beautiful team and Threadheads is now rolling. Uh, and is a, pretty seamless business for the most part. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't, I mean, you know, uh, I don't make a ton of orders currently for them and stuff, 
but every time I have ordered recently and things, it's always been a pretty, you know, they're quick to respond and, uh, you know, always willing to help out in whatever you're looking for. So, I mean, it's been a, I, if anybody is out there, yeah. I, I will gladly give them my endorsement. Uh, if anybody is out there actually looking for any kind of custom figure, uh, shirts or, you know, they don't do just that. They do, uh, yeah, well, here's, let me show you this AJ. They've right started here. doing yeah. like the jackets, vests, pants, yeah, dusters. So here's my robes. Phenomenal one AJ jacket. It's got the Bullet Club like Japanese there on the front and stuff. So, so I've got like above my head. I'm not going to Stone Cold one down. Uh, but too. right above me here, I've got two Eddie Kingston figures. One I got the uh, the Funk U tank top that he's worn. Or, you know, like the T-shirt he's cut the sleeves off of and worn on Dynamite multiple times. And then also, uh, I had Threadhead Custom make one, and that process was seamless. You send them a you picture of what you want, mm-hmm. tell them what size figure you want it for, and I wound up getting a uh, custom shirt made uh, when Eddie Kingston was at the AEW New Orleans show. He came out. In a uh, junkyard dog shirt, it's a white shirt, red letters said "thump" on it, and like the JYD font. And I found it was—I think he found it through somebody's like Redbubble or something, like T Public. Somebody just custom made a, a shirt with that, you know, the the thump letter in that JYD had on his on his trunks. Mm-hmm. And so Kingston wore that shirt in New Orleans because JYD was God in New Orleans. And so I actually have a figure above me with that same shirt with the, you know, with the necklace and everything. I, I piece some stuff together from other figures to replicate that. But like, that was the, the missing piece and Threadheads hooked that up and was so cool about the whole process was so easy to deal with. And the shirt looks great. Like, I mean, it's perfect. It captured that. Like when I, when I put the figure together and I had put the camo pants on it and I put the white shirt and everything, it just, it's like, Holy shit, man, this, I saw him dressed exactly like this in my home state. You know, it Mm. made, it it made for like a great reminder of a great memory. Yeah. It's a pretty cool, you know, part of your collection stuff. So, um, but, you know, like I said, I mean, I I'm, and maybe, you know, if she had someone to, uh, I saw people say they'd stepped up and tried to offer to her, but, you know, I, I think it's got to be somebody in that position that you can work with and somebody that you trust. Exactly. And when somebody when random, money. you know, like if you reached out and said, hey, I want to help you with this, I'd be like, fuck off, Dylan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rightfully um, so. What the hell do I know about running a business? Yeah, so I mean, no, I mean, but you know, I think it's just a, it's got to be somebody that you kind of know and, but yeah, can have that working relationship with and stuff. And uh, I don't know if she ever had anybody, you know, the right person there for that and stuff. So, um, and hopefully, you know, maybe she can, um, you know, step away for a bit and catch up on orders. And, uh, when you get away from all the negativity and stuff, you know, um, maybe that'll help. You know, and then because I mean, she does make a, a cool thing, and I think I mean, obviously, the thing it wasn't born out of trying to make you know get rich on the stuff. I mean, it was born out of you know a passion for the hobby. Yeah, and so hopefully she's able to maintain that passion for it and come back and maybe readjust the business model a bit. You know, where um, she produces you know twenty five of a belt, 
and then she puts them online. And when they're sold out, sold out. Ship those 25, produce 25 more, sell them, you know, I mean, because let's just do the quick math here. Now, I don't know how what it costs to, you know, how much her costs are and stuff for them, but yeah, yeah. just say, you know, she sells them at 30 bucks a piece, that's 750 bucks. I mean, that's, you know, realistically, that's an extra paycheck every month. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, and and that's just thirty five dollars. You loan enjoy. If she does, you know, forty dollars or something like that. I mean, that's a thousand dollars if she goes up to forty dollars. Well, you know, if it's I mean, and so, if it's something you enjoy, then it makes it worth it, even if it is just, yeah, you know, yeah. Hey, hey, at the end of the month, I I walk away with like half a paycheck, you know, extra, but I got that money doing something I care about. That's a win. Yeah, so how many people know, make money doing something they hate? If you get to make money doing something you love, you're doing something special. Yeah, so I think um, you know, hopefully that's what will happen. Um, it may take time for that because you know, like I said, she's <laughs> even if you're like, well, she deserves it for failing her, but I don't think she deserved this. That what she got? Does she deserve some valid criticism for um, you know bad customer response, customer service? Yes, that's valid. Mm-hmm. But there's a big difference between, you know, <laughs> I hope you die as opposed to, hey, you know, just checking on the status of my order. Right. You know, <laughs> and I unfortunately, she was getting the, more of the former than the latter. So I, I think that was the whole discourse you kept seeing was a lot of people going like, well, it obviously was not collectors reaching out and going, hey, where's my order? No, like, it no, was no. It was definitely the collectors bitches. reaching out and going, hey, dumbass, where the fuck's my order, you idiot? Like, yeah, no, you, you when you get 50 of those emails in a day, that's look the fact that she just quit her business and didn't end up like hurting herself or something. Like, or you gotta, you gotta think at the end of the day, like, as frustrated as you are that you're not getting that thing, it's another human being on the other end of the computer. And I think that's just that's just good words to, to like think about in, in any yeah, situation. It's... You, I watch so many things breakdown and and just all over social media people fighting over the stupidest of things well i like aew well i like wwe well you're a moron and you're stupid and you're a petulant child because you don't understand this this brand of men fake fighting in their underwear over this men, you know brand of men fake fighting in their underwear and people just like saying the harshest shit over the ridiculousness of like professional wrestling. It's, it's other human beings on the other end of the, the screen, you know, bad customer service or not. Nobody deserves some of the things that like I've seen said. Yeah, I agree. It's, um, it was just a step too far and stuff. And anybody trying to defend it and say that she was worth it because she did, you know, she deserved it and stuff. Well, then you're a piece of shit. Did she deserve criticism? Did she deserve a, hey, you need to step your game up? 100%. Did she deserve some of the horrific shit people said? Not at all. No. And so that's the thing is like, I mean, even in like the major pod group, you know, I saw people being like, well, that's an idiotic statement. You know, that's. No, she can. She can. Her business can fail. It doesn't mean that people need to like, you know, wish her to die and stuff. I mean. Right. And if you think that, you know, like that gives you the right to say that, well, then you're probably part of the fucking problem, man. <laughs> you should go ahead and block me because I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. 
or you're yeah. probably already on there. There were some people I saw respond that already are, are on my block list. So, uh, you know, like, I, I could I, just I, see somebody like respond. Like I would see like a response to something and they would tag that person. So I saw their name and I'd be like, Oh, okay. Well, I don't, <laughs> you know, I saw a couple I can't of those. See it. And one of the, one of the little discourse things that I saw, and I don't think that the person was like, when they said that I, I, you know, somebody offered to have her on their podcast and she rejected it. And I, you know, I don't think the person like came across necessarily as like, well, this stupid bitch won't go on or anything like that. But like, there was a question of like, why wouldn't she want to come and clear the air? And, and it's because <laughs> it's a no win situation. She's literally in a no win situation there. She either goes on this podcast and, and redeems herself and people go, you know what? I was wrong. And then they try to patronize her business that is already she's already walked away from. Or she goes on there and just pisses people off worse. And then they say meaner shit. There's really not a win in that situation. It's it's no. not something that she can get out ahead of at this point. Yeah. And so either... at this point do what the the best course of action is what she's doing fulfill the orders and walk away make sure everybody gets everything they need make sure that every every dollar that was given to you is is you know accounted for mm. anybody that ordered a thing from you gets that thing and then and only then do you get to walk away yeah i, don't I mean think she, she could owes just like a, a 20 minute interview to anybody no she she needs to either refund the money or give people what they ordered and after that, if you want to walk away, walk away. And I'm not saying anything. I don't know specifically um, which podcast it was, but there was one who, um, if she had went on that one, well, guess what? Maybe you're not the best one for somebody in that position to be going on. You know, um, uh, you know. I didn't even like the person that I saw that was like asking the question. I don't know what their podcast is. I just know that well, just... it was, you know, I just know that it was a situation of like, well, I offered her and she wouldn't come on. And then a bunch of people were like, well, why wouldn't she? Like, why the fuck would she? Yeah, like, why... She's, she's she already promotes... a target. She's already a target at this point. She promotes and... a business and creates more business that she can't sustain. Or she or... pisses people off worse. Yeah. So it's, you know, there's no winning. Just no. So just don't keep do your it. keep your head down. Make the rest of the belts, and then just ride off into the sunset, man. Like that. It's it's a no win situation. And I and and I don't think it's a controversial opinion to say I feel bad for her and the people that are still waiting on their belts. I feel bad for both parties. I think the whole situation sucks. Yes. I don't think that there is a right and a wrong in this whole thing. I think like no, there, I... there's. I just think it's all unfortunate. Yeah, I, like I said, I think the better business model in the future would be to produce, you know, like like I said, you know, 25 or, you know, X number of belts, um, sell those, and then once those are sold out, ship them, and then start work on the next batch, you know, of belts and stuff. I mean, she had, um, you know, she would produce belts for, you know, custom orders and stuff like that that were made on demand. Um, so you had those orders coming in, and then she also had the subscription service at one point. Yeah, uh, you know, Which, and I don't know how many. Were, I mean, there was there was a set number of those, but I don't know how many those were a month on top of the other orders coming in and stuff. So, it just you know, um, there is something that could be you know 
a business model for success there. I think uh, hopefully she finds you know whatever it is that works for her, uh, whatever numbers work for her schedule and stuff that she can produce in a timely manner. You know, however it is, because like I said, at the end of the day, uh, she does make a terrific product. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are awesome. Um, I have not tried to be fair, and I, you know. I'm not knocking anybody else. She's just the ones that I've tried. Um, so I'm interested, you know, while she's taking a break, maybe I'm going to check out a few other belt makers and kind of see. Um, I've been pointing at a couple other ones and stuff, you know, so. But there's probably a reason why um, Brian Myers and Matt Cardona keep going back to her for stuff, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So they're not going back to, you know, some of the other people I know. Um, and maybe it's that they don't know them, but, you know, I would think that they were made aware of their stuff as well. So we'll see, but. Well, I mean, there's, like I said earlier, there's some guys that I've, I've used pretty consistently. I mean, I'm looking right now at a John Moxley with a GCW title that does it look like it came with the figure from Jazzwares? No, but does it look good enough for my collection? Of course. You know, that if you get some is of it one ones, of those 3D ones like she makes, like Forbidden Figurines makes, or is it more like a, a plastic, you know, like just a fake leather with a you know, printed out on it. So it's, uh, the ones that I get specifically, and I'm not going to say the name just because I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, I, I, as soon as I confirm the name, I'll drop it on another episode. I think the guy does great work and I've bought multiple belts from him. Uh, but it's, it's like a faux leather and then it's like a, like a hard plastic for the plates. So it's not fully 3d, but the plates are raised off. And then it's is it the guy that we use for plastic. AFW. Uh, no, that's James Bethorn. I've yeah, used him, him too. I like his stuff too. It's very similar. Okay. But uh, there's you a guy that I found on Etsy that the plates are a little thinner and they're like a hard plastic versus like a foam. Hmm. And I think they look perfect for, for I mean, for what's a, it's an action figure belt. It doesn't have to be 24 karat gold or anything. It's, but it looks solid enough. Uh, now, granted, could it touch the quality of Forbidden Figurines? No, but it's good enough, and it's a th- you know it's a third or a fourth of the price depending on the belt. Mm. Yeah, some of the other ones that I've been pointing to, um, they are um, a fraction of what she charges. So um, she really was doing something that quality-wise was light years ahead of most of her competition. Yeah. The problem is there's a reason she was light years ahead of her competition. If it was that easy to just churn and burn on belts that look that damn good, somebody would have already been doing it. Yeah. And so is it really, you know, like again, we get back into like the no win situation. She was making a great product, but she just couldn't keep up. Yeah. So, you know, we wish her well uh, in her future endeavors. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but seriously, you know, I hope that she, uh, you know, finds, and you know, even if she doesn't do this anymore, um, she's obviously very talented. So, you know, you wish that she finds, uh, something that does fulfill that outfit for her and, no, of her course. Happy and, you know, we wish her nothing but the best going forward. So again, I, like I, like I said, I feel bad for, for everybody involved. Not yeah. like, I don't just feel bad for the people who put their money out there that are waiting. I also feel bad for her. Like I feel bad for everybody in the situation because the whole thing sucks. Yeah. The whole thing sucks. But you know, let's just, you know, but at the end of the day, we're all human beings and we're uh, we're all, we're all humans. 
give give the benefit of the doubt. Not everybody's out to screw you. Sometimes shit just is beyond your control. Yeah. So, but I think that's a good place to end it. You know, let's uh, we wish her well and stuff, and you know, hopefully she finds gets past the negativity and you know finds happiness and yeah. You know, we'll see what we can find, and and who knows what the group will find a bitch about next week so we'll i'm sure we'll have something <laughs> some new like, topic in uh, this internet age we'll always find a new thing to be pissed about crown, crown jewels this weekend so i'm sure that'll be oh man i cannot wait for those fights in the comments billy, billy peck i hope you're sitting at your keyboard because you know it's not going to be a fun few hours for you we're gonna go ahead and start the billy peck prayer circle we we're, brother we're with you lay yeah. lay your hands on billy peck spirit fingers whatever you believe in say one for billy this weekend Yeah, uh, so, you know, we'll see how that goes, but hopefully, uh, you know, uh, Roman Reigns pulls it out and maintains, and it's got, there's some, there's some actually good matches, it's actually a really good card, I want to tune into it, well, let me see, when is, what time does it actually air, I don't know. I don't know, but if there's a chance of me sneaking it on a TV in the tap room, I might. Although the last time I, I put I put a hockey game on, somebody got pissed off that we weren't airing college football, and uh, it was at a point where there was no really good college football games on, which is why I put the hockey game on. If I'm putting on preseason hockey, it's because the the football slate is boring. Oh no, it starts at the same time as the UK game. Well, well, I don't know. Actually, I'm well, brother, Jewel. we'll see how it goes. Well, brother, we're, we're in SEC country, so you can bet your ass I'll be pulling for your Wildcats right up until it's time for me to watch my LSU Tigers potentially get their asses whipped by the Crimson Tide again. Well, I'm in all fairness now, uh, they both were at the same time, and if the UK game goes ugly, um, I might turn on Crown Jewel and say, okay, that's enough of this football. I'll probably have my tablet like just kind of sitting on the end of the bar because we've got a little section that we call like the barkeeper's hideout and I'll go just tuck it over there and watch the show on my tablet. Yeah, yeah, but you know, so, all right. I think that's uh, enough crown jewel for talk. So before we cancel. So. Yep. Yep. I think it's time to call this one a day. Yeah. So signing off. I'm Jerry Cook. He's Dylan Housen saying see you next week. And when it comes, it comes, bitches.